going to be looking at the t- my favorite portion of scripture in the whole one of <laughs> not one of the my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible, and uh, I'm just uh, ministering on this tonight because I was trying to seek what the Lord would have for tonight, and I was. This I needed, so I'm a little bit selfish this evening. <laughs> Praise the Lord, and hope, hopefully my selfishness will bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for the Word of God this evening. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, that, hallelujah, we have the privilege and the freedom to gather tonight and to worship you and to bless your name, God. We thank you, God, for our great country. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings upon us, Lord. We thank you for the freedom of our nation. And we continue to lift it up, praise God. And Lord, like the scripture says, the enemy comes in like a flood, but the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against it. We just pray as we continue to pray for the nation and pray for leaders and praise God. Uh, We pray that you praise God because you're in control, that you will lift up your standard, praise God. And God, that your church will rise and shine, amen, that you're the body of Christ, amen, those that really know you, Lord, praise God, that remnant that's, that's in this country, praise God, I pray that we will be the salt that preserves righteousness, praise God, and we will be the light, praise God, to, not only to expose people's uh, condition and sin, but also to lead them to you, because you are the light of the world. In you was life, and that life was the light of the world. And God, we are the life of Jesus in us, the character of God, the fruit of the Spirit, the power of God in our lives is what really manifests itself in order to be able to draw men and women to you. Praise God. And we just pray, God, that you continue to bless. Bless this message. Bless this time we have together tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Here in 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter, the title of the message is, What to Do When We Don't Know What to Do. What to Do When We Don't Know What to Do. First of all, I'd like to give you the setting for the drama of this story. Northern kingdom of Israel had given itself to idols, and Judah in the south was desolate. The people of God was in disarray, and fear had entered into the hearts of the people. Jehoshaphat was not a perfect man, but he had a perfect heart. He had made mistakes. He had just gone to war with Ahab, and God had sent a prophet to to warn him not to go to war. Ahab was killed, but Jehoshaphat escaped by the skin of his teeth. And in the meantime, Ammon, Moab, Seir, and uh, half of the Edomites had seen him in his weak moment. And when, uh, praise God, in his weak moment, uh, it uh, didn't look like Jehoshaphat had it all together right with God. You know, uh, it doesn't, uh, didn't look like Jehoshaphat was, would pull out of this spiritual spiral and uh, the Ammonites, Moabites, Seir, and half the, of the Edomites decided to form that confer- uh, con- confederacy and decided to attack Zion, God's little mountain. 
<laughs> Watch out when you attack God's little mountain. Amen. But uh, anyways, uh, God's covenant does not operate by emotions. He is not blown about by the wind of human opinion. He operates by his promises to his people. And in the midst of this tremendous difficulty, the circumstances towering above him, the enemy pressing to surround him from every side, when he knew that there was absolutely no answer, when he knew there was no way out, he discovered a truth that I want you to know as you read it, praise God, with me this evening. We read uh, verses 3 through 16 and 20 through 16. Praise God. Here it says here, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before he knew the court. Praise God. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the uh, heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand. That's nice to know in our day, isn't it? Amen. Art not thou our God, who dost drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel? and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever. And they dwelt therein, and have built the, the uh, sanctuary therein for the na uh, thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. And I cry unto thee in our affliction that thou wilt hear and help. And how behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but thou turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say <clears throat> how they prayed, uh, excuse me, how they reward us to come to cast us out of the possession which thou hast given to us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, mm -hmm. but our eyes are upon thee. And all of Judah stood before the Lord with the little ones, their wives and their children. And then upon the... Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Madaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of this uh, congregation and said, Hearken ye all, amen, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of J Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord, be not afraid. <laughs> Praise God. Door dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow 
Go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeril. And then verse 20. <clears throat> and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekiah. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe all his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And all, when they uh, consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord and that uh, should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went not they went out before the army and to say praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever and when they began to sing and to praise the Lord the Lord set in ambushments amen against the children of Ammon Moab and Mount Seir which were come against Judah and they were smitten we see here that Barak Baraka means blessing and they went <laughs> praise God from the valley of the shadow of death to the valley of blessing and it all happened when they didn't know what to do what to do when you don't know what to do I think God has uh, us right where he wants us to be when we don't know what to do. You know, when we have uh, done everything that is reasonable, when we have done everything that is sensible, when we have done everything that seems spiritual, yet we don't know what to do. I think God has a right has a right has us right where he wants us to be. Where? In total dependence on him. I want to share with you this evening four things to do when you don't know what to do. How many of you have been at that place? You know, we all, probably most of us, and we probably might be in that place again sometime in our journey until the Lord comes or we go to be with the Lord. Now, number one, seek ye the Lord with all your heart. You know, in verses 3 and 4, he, set, he said, set yourself to seek God with all your heart. The prophet Jeremiah said, <coughs> excuse me, you shall seek me and you shall find me when you search for me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. When you do not know what to do, when there is no answer, there seems to be no provision. There seems to be no way out but God. You need to do what Jehoshaphat did. He called the people together. They stood together with him. Jehoshaphat said, It is time to seek the Lord and his wisdom and his understanding. In your midnight hour, and everyone in this room has had a midnight hour, and the time God came to deliver you in the hour of destruction. From the moment the enemy came to mock and to intimidate you and tell you you're not going to survive this time. When the enemy almost had you down and you thought that you might not ever get up. That's when you must set yourself to seek the face 
of God with all of your heart and say, Lord, save me and I will be saved. Deliver me and I will be delivered. Heal me and I will be healed. Praise God. Lord, if you do not save me, I will perish. If you do not heal me, I will be afflicted. If you do not deliver me, I will not be delivered because I cannot deliver myself. What to do when you don't know what to do? Set your face toward God and seek God with all your heart. Jehoshaphat began, amen, to remind God that he was a covenant God. But I also noticed the absence of something as he was reminding God of his covenant. <coughs> Excuse me. I notice he doesn't try to remind God of his righteousness. He doesn't try to remind God of his holiness. In this same book, a couple of chapters earlier, Jehoshaphat had been led astray by deceiving spirits that had come forth from lying prophets. So when Jehoshaphat came to God, he didn't come to God in his own righteousness and say, Oh God, reward me according to my righteousness. But instead he said, You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Reward me according to your loving kindness. And reward me <coughs> according to your covenant promises. Reward me because you are a friend of Abraham. And I am a descendant of Abraham. And you promised a covenant that would descend from the seed of Abraham. In Romans it says, And I pray that the Holy Spirit stamp that upon your heart and my heart and my mind and your mind. Romans eleven twenty nine says, The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. That means God keeps His word. God keeps His word and when He makes a covenant with you, you can be assured He will not break his word. There is not one word from God that will not be unfulfilled. Every word of God will be established. Amen. For with the word of God comes the power to fulfill it. People might ignore the word. People might neglect the word. Amen. They might even break the word or, you know, or annul it. Praise God. But as long as we stand in faith before God and his covenant, God remains faithful. And he will not repent of the covenant he has made with his people. God had made a covenant with them many years before this time. And yet Jehoshaphat views that covenant as the authority upon which he can make this request to God. God made a covenant with Abraham, and God had a covenant through Abraham to his people. And God has get made a covenant, amen, and struck a covenant when he raised Jesus on the cross, struck a covenant with you and I. God covenanted with me years ago as I uh, read Jeremiah. I, I believe that God called me in my mother's womb. I believe that I associate with a lot with um, Jeremiah. And God, through Jeremiah, through his word, he promised his presence that I'll be with you. He promised a word, <clears throat> that he would give a word for the people. In other words, 
Amen. Whenever I would stand before him, the pulpit, that God would give me a word for the people. And uh, also that I wouldn't have to worry about their responses, their faces, or whatever, praise God. But God would give me a word. I said this morning in Sunday school, many times God has given me a word when I didn't have a word. God, sometimes, I, I, there's Sunday mornings that I woke up. You know, I was too tired to, to you know, to seek God the night before. And, and I was, uh, you know, beside myself. And I laid down, I said, God, you, you're in control. You've got to give me a word. Amen. And the next morning, boom, 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 a word came. Many times when I was out doing stuff, serving, like I said this morning, God would give me a word. Man, God is faithful, praise God. So he promised that, praise the Lord. And then he also promised me his provision for ministry. And, you know, um, God is faithful, praise God. He's always provided. He's always taken care of. And one of the good things is uh, God gave me a prophecy, praise God, when I left Maine. Uh, when I was going to quit school. You've heard this before. I was going to quit school after my junior year. <clears throat> and my wife was getting nervous because I wasn't back to school. She was wondering where Leroy was at. But anyways, I was going to quit. And Brother Boyer gave a prophetic word over me. And the thing of it is, in the prophetic word, seven times it said, rest in the Lord. And rest in the Lord because you're going to go through all kinds of stuff, but yet at the end... God will ultimately use you, you know. So, but anyways, so God, you know, sometimes, you know, that was how God used that scripture and, and Jeremiah's life to covenant with me. But yet, God uses scripture in his word to covenant with all of us. Amen? And so, don't think for a moment that those promises would not be contested. There are times when I have cried out to God, you have promised to meet my need. You are Jehovah Jireh, amen, the Lord, my provider. Lord, you promised that you would always give me a word, amen, for your people. You have promised that you would be a, uh, in a place and, and there would, your presence would be there. And God has always kept his word. What do you do when you don't know what you, you know, when you don't know what to do? Praise God. First of all, you seek the Lord. Amen. You set yourself to seek the Lord. Secondly, having done all that, amen, praise God, you can do stand. You know, uh, Ephesians tells us, you know, when you have done everything you can do, praise God, amen, you're standing, but then, and then it says stand, praise God. Well, when you have to done everything that you know to do, stand firm, stand there. Contrary to flight and fight instincts, stand. Most people, when they have done everything that they know to do, and there is no breakthrough, they run. Having done everything to stand, they run they start feeling a special leading to vacate the premises instead of standing on the promises of God. This thing may come down on my head. God is looking for somebody, if it comes down, praise God, 
then I'm going to be standing after the dust has settled. <laughs> you need to come to a place that is real enough, praise God, in your spirit in order to stand. But some Christians, when they do not know what to do, and the breakthrough has not come, and the heat is on, the first tendency is to back off and withdraw from the promise. God said in Hebrews 10, 38, My soul shall have no pleasure in those who draw back. You know what happens when people draw back? They draw back into the shadows from which God had delivered them originally. Like Simon Peter, after he failed the Lord Jesus, you know, I mean, he, uh, while Jesus was having a stand, well, he was standing before Pontius Pilate. He had to stand before the high priest, you know. You know, he, uh, he had a, a crowd, praise God, and false accusers who accused him. And the Bible says, you know, he opened, Jesus opened not his mouth, praise God. The spotless, pure Lamb of God just stood there. And they confronted Peter as everything, you know, uh, is about, you know, <clears throat> to cave in. And no, everything is about to come to a climax. Weren't you one of those followers that was with him? He said, I don't know him. I don't know him. And he said that three times, and he punctuated that by saying, by cursing. You know, unbelievable. You know, and so uh, the three times, <clears throat> Peter denied him. But aren't you thankful for the mercy of God? Amen. After Jehoshaphat <clears throat> stood in verse 5, all of Judah stood with him in verse 13. There was a time when Moses had to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, when Pharaoh was coming against him and the Red Sea was there before him, and he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Praise God. And so, uh, you know... He, uh, yeah, praise God. And then also um, there was a time when the three Hebrew children had to stand the threat of the fiery furnace and they never had to go through the fire again. Amen. But they was able to go through it, praise God, the fourth man that was in the furnace with them, praise God, likened unto the Son of Man. And they came out without even a smell or a singe or anything. Supernaturally, they were... Uh, you know, preserved from all that. God exalted them and made them over some of the people, their captives, made them over them. And then there was a time when Daniel had to make a stand. You know, they threatened him. He opened the window and he prayed three times a day, just like he often did. And then I'm going to pray every single day, even if the lions become my audience. <laughs> and God shut the mouths of the lions, didn't he? <clears throat> Folks, listen to me. Standing is not some new, unusual posture for Christians. It's not something really new. Who are bewildered by the circumstances that beyond their control? Standing is a part of the process. Did you hear that? Standing is a part of the process of living the Christian life. Amen? There might be someone here, you know, that might be in a place in his or her life 
where they don't know what to do. Praise God. Hear me, child. Do not back off, amen, because of what you're going through, just because your faith is being tested. Stand, amen. It may be the hardest time in your life, you know. There may be no answer on the horizon, and standing might be the most difficult posture when nothing is happening, but God Almighty is saying to you, stand. Having done all to stand, stand. Amen? Stand on the rock of God's promises. When the waves are crashing around you, stand in the cleft of the rock of Mount Zion when the storms assail you. You have done everything you know to do, praise God. Now, just stand, praise God, in faith. That's when you are going to decide if you're going to stand upon the Word of God or seek refuge in an uncontested place. And I don't know if there's any place for Christians that's uncontested. Standing is what <clears throat> faith does. Faith stands on the promises of, of God, like Job. What did he say? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I'm not going to be moved. I will not be moved to the right or to the left. My eyes are fixed on Jesus. Even if I do not know the next step in this pathway called faith, I'm standing. Amen? They didn't know, praise God, when they were standing, what the next thing was going to be. Praise God. I'm standing what to, to do, praise God, when you don't know what to do. You stand on the word. Amen. They, they received the word from God. God said, my word shall never pass away. I would rather stand on the covenant promises any day than stand on the assumptions of men. Amen. We need to say what David said. <clears throat> when he said, the whole earth, though it be moved, though the mountains slide into the sea, I shall not be moved. Amen. Stand still. Amen. God said, and see, amen, the word, and see the salvation of the Lord. <clears throat> the church seems to have spawned a generation of Christians with no backbone. Though God has said in four chapters before our text in Second Chronicles 16, 9, he says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, showing himself mighty in behalf of those heart that is perfectly committed to him. Wow. Praise God. Who is he looking for? Educated people, smart people, attractive people, wealthy people, <clears throat> seminary people. He's looking for people who will stand, amen? Someone who will trust God over the doubts of men. Someone who will say, I know, and uh, a word from God can change all the circumstances around us. How many times God has given us a word and it changed everything. And God is looking, but there's another thing to stand on that word, amen? And God is looking for someone who will stand in the midst of circumstances, someone who will be willing to stand upon the word of God. What do you do when you don't know what to do? 
Amen. Having done all you can do, amen, and you know to do, stand. Thirdly, if you're willing to stand, then you need to go a step further. Ready yourself to listen and obey the Word of God. In verses 13 through 15 that we read, praise God. Amen. The Lord spoke, praise God. And they were, they were told, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, what God told them, but it's also interesting that uh, tomorrow go ye down, amen, against them. Amen. And, uh, he, and then he said, you know, you don't need to fight, praise God. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So here we see that very posture of standing still is a posture of listening. You know, how do you know the Word of God? How do you know what to stand on? Amen. By listening. Listening to the Word. Amen. Knowing the Word. But anyways, a posture of listening. Stay, be still and know that I'm God. You know, sometimes we need to be still. We need to be quiet before the Lord so God can speak to us. Amen. It is a posture of readiness and alertness. It is a posture of a willingness to hear the word of God, a willingness to respond to the voice of the Lord. When people are bopping and, 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 and weaving, God says, listen, I have a word for you. Amen. Are we willing to listen to the voice of God? Are we hungry for his word and desires for his will? There is a story told of a farmer who desired, amen, uh, and was uh, seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So he, he, uh, <laughs> he said, I'm, he told us, he saddled his horse and said, I'm going to go up to the mountain, you know, and I'm not going to take food or water, and I'm going to go up to that mountain, and I'm not coming down until I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> What's interesting in, you know, and oh, and he said, yeah, if I don't get it, I'll die. You know, if I am not filled with the Spirit. You know, so that's how hungry he was. Well, guess what? As soon as he sat on the horse, he began to speak in tongues. <laughs> began to speak in tongues. When we are ready to stand, he was ready to stand. Amen. When we're ready to stand, God is usually ready to speak. He says, Jehoshaphat stood, and all of Jehoshaphat stood, all the people with him, Judah. And in the, that moment, the Spirit of God came to Jehaziel, in verse 14, the son of somebody. The point is, they didn't know who he was. He had to be identified by the family tree because his name is totally insignificant. He is not you know, uh, some prominent prophet that they could identify. He probably, praise God, was a teenager, somebody that was young. He probably thought, the Lord, <clears throat> you know, do <clears throat> you really want to use me? Standing in the midst of the people, though, praise God, he decided to become, praise God, responsive, and he said, Lord, do you really want me to use me? Oh, okay. And when he opened up his mouth, he prophesied like a trumpet. Amen? When the prophecy came forth, the battle is not yours. But, amen, the battle is God's. 
Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The third thing to do when you don't know what to do, amen, when, you're, when you are standing is to ready yourself to listen and to obey the Word of God. And they had to go down, praise God, amen. They, they didn't know how God was going to fight the battle. They didn't know what was going to happen, praise God. They, were, they set themselves to seek the Lord. They, they were standing on the promises of the Word, the covenant, praise God. And they were, they were listening and obeying. And he, told, he said in that verse, he said, tomorrow you go down against them. You know, so they were going, going, they were going down against them. <coughs> Praise God. So, you know, what's, uh, how many of you are listening for the voice of God? God has spoken to others. Praise God. How he was going to use the church. Praise God. He's how Laura mentioned about this morning. You know, we are, God has spoken to people. There's going to be lighthouse. We're going to, you know, bodies are going to be healed, broken. Lives are going to be, hearts are going to be mended, and different things are going to happen. Praise God. And, and my goodness, uh, and Miss Rosa, she was, she heard from God a lot. That, and Miss Rosa, Chris, and some of them else. But uh, she, she uh, had these dreams and everything. Praise God that God would bless it. Now, pour out his spirit. He would you know, it'd be given, amen, and we are the recipients of the, like Laura said this morning, we are recipients of the prayers of the faith, praise God, that are bottled up in heaven, and God's still answering. We are experiencing God's blessings. Now, I just mentioned two of them. I can mention Yervon, I can mention a whole bunch more, Doc and Ruth and Miss Helen Lynch, and on and on, praise God, you know, uh, Alberta Watson, Evelyn Connor, I mean, there's all kinds of them, praise God, it buried most of the church, let's face it. Amen. But they all were godly people. Praise the Lord. But anyway, we're the recipients, praise God, of this. And we have the blessings, praise God. Amen. We have a future. Amen. Revival and, and things that God is going to do. Do you think the powers of darkness has stood against the word? Mm -hmm. That he hasn't fought against the church every step of the way, like she was talking about this morning? But, you better believe it. Praise God. But just, and, and let's understand, when we're talking about the church, we're not talking about an instant, like you said, we're not talking about a building. You know, man, praise God, the church is the people. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. That's you and I, praise God. Just as the enemy surrounded Jehoshaphat to destroy him now, the enemy would like to drive the church right out of business by division or gossip or financial problems or affliction, discouragement, on and on and on. <clears throat> Satan would like to reduce his church and move uh, the move of God to nothing but a vapor or a memory. But Satan will never succeed. Amen? Do you know why? Because there is a word from God. There's a word from God. Jesus said, I'll build, I already quoted that, I'll build my church and praise God, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. He's b building a body of, of related believers. Praise God. Amen. And what do you do when you don't know what to do? Seek God with all your heart, praise God. Having done all that you don't, amen, uh, you can do. Stand on the promises of God, ready to listen and obey the Lord. And finally, determine to give praise even before you know the outcome. See, he, taught, he had them set singers and praise, and they went... 
they went out to battle, praise God. Now notice they went to battle. They were going to battle, praise God. And he had them praising the Lord, praise God. Even before you receive your victory, you decide to praise the Lord. The principle is, you know, of faith is where you stand and praise God before you know the outcome in advance. Praise is the, I mean, that's what we need to do when, when we're praying for people, you know, sometimes, or healing or whatever. I pray, you know, we have to sometimes just praise God for the answer. Praise God for that healing. Praise God for that salvation. Praise God for that deliverance and on and on. Praise is a language of true faith. If you cannot praise God, then you are shallow in the faith dimension of your life. You show me a person who walks in faith, amen, I'll show you a person who walks in praise. God had to correct Abraham when he tried to fulfill the promise, praise God, in the flesh. The result was Ishmael by Hagar. Did God cut Abraham uh, off? Did God deny <clears throat> Abraham the promise? No. He came to Abraham and he told him, Thou art to have a child, but it shall come exactly how I have declared it. Amen? And it shall come through Sarah. Huh. God does things just as he declares it. Amen? And the Bible says Abraham did not <clears throat> fall on his face and start groaning because of the mess that he, that he had and that Sarah created. He began to what? Thank God, amen, and believe God, praise God, for the promise. And Abraham told Sarah, praise God, because you are going to have a son. That is when he began to receive strength, amen, <laughs> To the moment, praise God, when he praised God and declared the promise of God, there was a quickening of his reproductive life. And Abraham, praise God, in Romans he said, Abraham called those things that were not as though they were. That's what that praise is all about, isn't it? Amen. So when Jehoshaphat was surrounded by the enemy, he sought God with all of his heart, praise God. He then in the, stood in the midst of the circumstances, stood on the promise of God, amen. He listened and obeyed God, and then they began to praise the Lord, amen. The moment they began to praise the Lord, God sent ambushments against the enemy, and we all know the result of that. They all killed each other. I mean, what a miracle. But God said they wouldn't have to fight. All they have to do is trust everything. So they went forth praising the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And we see the outcome as a result. Folks, it's a time to stand in the face of adversity. It is a time to stand on the promises of God. Amen. It is time to stand where you do not know what to do. Amen to listen, amen, to seek the Lord and to listen for that voice and begin to praise the Lord even before you see what 
you know, is over the hill. You see, praise God, uh, that promise fulfilled that you are standing on, that you, you are believing for, praise God. Hallelujah. So this evening, praise God, amen, we have problems, circumstances, situations that arise in our lives, amen. And this message, praise God, is, is to minister to us, to help us, praise God, to uh, know what to do when we don't know what to do, praise God. Because if we will seek the face of God with all of our hearts, if we will stand, if we will stand, praise God, trusting the Lord and, and, and the covenant promises of God, amen, all the promises in Him are yea, amen, and we, praise God, continue to listen to God, amen, and what God says, and praise the Lord, amen, and they listened to what God said, and they obeyed God. And then they praised the Lord before it happened. You know, you and I tonight, when we're in that situation, we know what to do, praise God. You know, we have to be in that mode where we're listening. Maybe you haven't heard you're in that, you'll be in a, mo a situation where you don't know what to do, praise God, and you, ha ha you know the promise of God, and, and you're seeking the face of God wholeheartedly, but... Uh, and you're in that, you're listening. Maybe you haven't heard what God wants you to, you know, you can't obey God until you hear from God. But, uh, you know, when you listen, praise God, and you do hear from God, and you do obey God, praise God, God is then going to intervene. Amen. He's going to fight the battle. He's going he's to do the work. Praise God. He is in control. Praise the Lord. But until, even if you've heard, amen, and you're praising the Lord before it happens, praise God, or you haven't really received that yet, praise God, but you praise the Lord anyhow. You know, years ago, you know, there's, I used to have it in my library, I used to have both books in my library, but uh, I really liked the book by Justin Cornwell, you know, Let Us Praise, and he talked all about praise and the power of praise, you know, and Psalm 149 just shows you that but the power of praise. But also I had a book in my library, Praise the Lord Anyhow, you know? And uh, sometimes, I, you know, they were praising the Lord anyhow, amen? They, are, they were praising the Lord before it happens. You know, we, we need to, to seek the Lord, know the promise, stand on God, amen, be listening and obeying God, doing the will of God, but also let's praise the Lord before it happens, you know, praise the Lord for a revival. And, you know, I and I've been really praying and believing God for Eric, my middle son, and his family. You know, get church and, and with the Lord and everything. You know, so uh, I'm pray I'm praising the Lord. Lord, I need to, I need to do that. I need to praise the Lord. Amen. For uh, and I need to listen and obey the Lord when the Lord tells me what to say to Him. You know, uh, I just said to him when he was going home, I, I just talked to him and I said to him, I said, Eric, I said, there's only one thing that I want, and that is for you to get in church and with the Lord. You know, and you, I said, and you are the key to your whole family. You are the key to your whole family. And that's all I said to him. And, uh, and I said uh, to Rosie, did you hear that? And he said, yes. He said, yes. Not her. He said, yes. 
So I'm, I'm believing. You know, we plant seeds, we water, you know, and he knows, praise God. I mean, he was raised in church. He, he, he probably knows more stuff than the people, some of the people are going to church, you know. But you, need, you got to apply that. But see, I want to praise the Lord. You know, I want to seek the face of God. I want to believe, stand on the word of God. Amen. You know, the Bible says, you know, to believe for the, your household to be saved, you know, and standing on the word of God for that and, and uh, obeying and listening to God and, and praising the Lord for that to happen, for that salvation, for that promise to receive. And we can do that in every single area of our lives. Amen? Praise God. Sometimes, you know, uh, when you have, like, something like, like, like Jan was, you know, she was going through all that and everything that she's going through. You know, she has issues that other things cause issues. And sometimes you don't know what to do, you know, what to take and what not to take and everything else, you know. But thank God that we can stand on the Lord. But, uh, you know, we can praise the Lord, you know, and believe God and stand on the Word of God and praise the Lord for the outcome before it happens. Amen. And we can do that in every other lives, whether it's finances and whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whether it's salvation or whatever. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm so thankful for your word. Amen. It's not my word. It's your word, Jesus. And so often in circumstances, we don't know what to do sometimes. Amen. But God, you've directed us, praise Lord, that, amen, even we don't know what to do. Praise the Lord to seek your face, amen, to set ourselves to seek your face. And that we all know we are to seek first the kingdom of God, to, to have, you know, uh, to worship you in spirit and truth, to, to seek you, praise God. And also, Lord, amen, amen, we've done everything we can do in circumstances, situations. We've done everything that we can do, praise God, when we stand, amen, we stand in faith, we stand and believe you, God. Praise God. And we're in that, in the element, praise God, where we're listening to you, God. And we want to obey you, praise God. Amen. In, in, uh, in resolving anything that needs to be resolved in our lives or, or answers that need to come, praise God, concerning whether it's family, whether, whether it's the church, whether, wh whatever it is, praise God, that we are listening to you and your will and, and doing, praise God, what you want, praise God. And, and they had to go to battle. Praise God. They had to go to battle, but praise God, uh, you, they listened to you and they obeyed you, <clears throat> and you told them they didn't have to fight. Praise God, and they didn't have to fight. Praise the Lord. But they didn't know that. <clears throat> Amen. And sometimes God is just telling us, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. The battle is not yours. Amen. Just trust me. Praise God. And then praise him. Amen. Praise the Lord for the answer. Praise God that he's going to do it. Amen. And that's what we're believing for tonight. And we're thankful, God, for this scripture. We're thankful, Lord, for this teaching, Lord, that you've given us tonight. Praise God. And we expect great things to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. We expect that. Amen. We're so thankful, great. Amen. We're so thankful that we are your covenant people. Amen? Hallelujah. Because of our relationship to you, Jesus. Amen. 
that we are covenant people. The moment that we believe, you, you struck the covenant on the cross. You shed your blood. And the moment, and you struck a covenant to all them that believe. And the moment that we believe, praise God, we entered into covenant relationship with you. Praise God. And every, we have that spiritual habit. Amen. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings. All the promises in you, Jesus, are yea and amen. Praise God. And we're so thankful for your word, praise God, that we have to stand on and to praise you for the answer tonight. So God bless people, praise God, and, and we look to see the results, praise God, of our application to the word of God. Amen. And we'll give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen.